We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, February the 5th, 2021. On today's show, can South Carolina basketball finally find some consistency when it takes on the Mississippi State Bulldogs tomorrow afternoon, guys? I'll break down the game in its entirety. We're talking top storylines, Bulldogs players to watch for, keys to the game. I'll give my prediction much more from there. Also, as we sit just two weeks away from opening day, guys, just two weeks away, we continue along with the season preview series for Gamecocks baseball, guys. Today, I'm breaking down the South Carolina third baseman heading into 2020 baseball season. I'll talk key losses, who's back, most approved, best overall, season will be successful if, give my overall grade for the position, much more from there as well. Also, news and Notes, guys. We've got a packed show here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on their companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company, by the way. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Guys, their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew, they're invested in your success, guys. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They are founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, you can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group. But if you have any questions, you want to check them out further, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it.
the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well here on this Friday. A gorgeous Friday, I might add, in the city. Yes, it's a, it's a little bit chilly. I know some of you Northeasterners probably listening to the Spurs Up show right now would probably laugh at me because it's in the mid-40s, the high-40s, even low-50s. But hey, to us Southerners, man, that's cold enough. I was out there at the USC baseball scrimmage yesterday wearing my beanie, my hoodie, my long sleeve underneath. I got layers on. And again, it's like 50 degrees. It's not even that cold. So, hey, just two weeks away from opening day, guys. We're talking South on a basketball. We got a lot to get into here on a Friday. Again, guys, hope you've all had a fantastic week. Again, whether you're you're in the office, you're on the commute there, back, you got the day off, whatever it may be, guys, thank you so much for taking your time today here on this Friday to tune into the Spurs Up show, guys. Truly do appreciate it. And I want to say that yet again. Again, I know I emphasize it, but I want to make sure you guys hear me out. The, the gratitude that I have for you guys consuming the content, sharing the content, showing love to the content. Obviously, we are posting tons of content right now. I mean, it's content bleeding out the eyeballs with baseball and basketball and signing day just now happening. I feel like I can't even get enough posts out every day. I'm like, God, am I posting too much? Am I not posting enough? I don't even know. But again, guys, thank you so much for the love, support, everything you guys do, tuning in each and every single day. It means the world to me. I really cannot express the gratitude I have in my heart. So, guys, again, thank you so much. And with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into it because, boy, oh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We're starting with Gamecocks basketball. Our favorite thing, our favorite toxic relationship in our life is the Gamecocks take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs tomorrow at the CLA in Columbia, 3.30 p.m. Eastern tip on the SEC Network. Mississippi State comes in 10-9 overall, 4-6 in the SEC their head coach is Ben Howland as a team now. They average 70.6 points per game and give up 65.6 points per game. So a, a solid defensive group, if nothing else. A pretty solid defensive group. They're not the, the most lethal offensive team, but very good on the defensive side. They shoot 45% from the field, 36% from three-point range. And they're holding their opponents, like I said, a good defensive group, just 40%. 40% from the field and 33% from three guys. Very solid. I mean, holding opponents to 40%, that is a low shooting mark. So, again, the Gamecocks offensively will have their work cut out for them. Let's talk top storylines, guys. Let's really dive into this game. And, again, you, you have to start with the South on the side of things. And, like I said, guys, the most inconsistent, befuddling, head-scratching, toxic relationship I think all of us are probably in at this point is with Gamecocks basketball. But I ask this question, and my top storyline is this. And I don't want to speak prematurely, because I'm probably going to be the ultimate jinx with, with this, with this storyline leading off. Again, I know nothing when I'm talking Gamecocks basketball. If you guys haven't learned yet, I know absolutely nothing. Wednesday's game against Florida showed that. Because my top storyline is this. After the win over Florida, has this team hit its stride? Has this team finally gotten past all of the early season BS and, and truly hit its stride and found itself as a basketball team? Has South Carolina done that? Again, I don't want to overreact to the win that we saw on Wednesday. I don't want to overreact. But... That team we saw Wednesday against a very high-quality Florida team, by the way, against a very high-quality Florida team, that was the team I think we all expected to see in the preseason. Really, really relentless defense. Really good defense. Shot the ball very well, especially from outside. 
a team that has that, that, that I felt like kind of had that killer instinct, getting up and down the floor, putting pressure on the other team, making plays. Again, it won the game in a very Frank Martin-esque type of way. Has this team finally found itself? And I almost just hate to ask that question because, again, I feel like I'm setting us all up for failure. I feel like I'm putting the ultimate voodoo curse on this team right now. But, again, I think we're at the point in the season, guys, where we're beyond the COVID stuff, right? I mean, I, I think we can all agree and admit we're beyond the COVID stuff. Like, nobody's going to sit there and say, well, the reason South kind of beat Florida is because of COVID. No, no, nobody's going to say that. So I think we're beyond it in the sense that, hey, you know what? If South Carolina goes out and wins this basketball game tomorrow, it's not because of COVID. And guess what? If South Carolina goes out and loses this basketball game tomorrow, if they get blown out by 30, it's not because of COVID. We're beyond that. We are. We're past the worst of it. We are. So, again, my question is this. Has this team finally found itself? Has it hit its stride? Will the Florida game be used as the springboard into the rest of this season? Again, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to overreact. I know it was just one game. But with this group of guys, with this team, with the inconsistencies, I mean, you just never know. You just never know. Next storyline for me, I think this is going to be a great matchup to watch, guys. The battle of the guards. Listen, on the South Carolina side of things, you know what you got. A.J. Lawson, Jermaine Kuznar. I know Justin Minaya didn't have a great game on Wednesday, but Justin Minaya is another big-time threat for you. Trey Hannibal, I thought, played valuable minutes. The guards for Mississippi State, though, and I'm jumping ahead because, again, we're going to talk about Mississippi State players to watch for. But they have got a pair of guards of their own, folks, leading their team in scoring. D.J. Stewart Jr., 17.1 points per game, leading their team. And then Iverson Molinar with 16.9 points per game. Which pair of guards outduels the other? Again, hey, great guard play wins in college basketball, guys. If you have the best guard play, more than likely you're going to win the basketball game. It's a battle of the guards in Columbia tomorrow. Again, I know Mississippi State has, has done really, really well on the defensive side. Again, 40% they're holding their opponents to. But it's no secret for South Carolina. You need guys, you need your best players to have their best games. You need guys like A.J. Lawson and Manaya and Kusnar to play well if you're going to win. Bottom line, they've got to. They've got to play well. Your team literally operates through A.J. Lawson. We saw it on Wednesday. This, this team operates. It should run through A.J. Lawson. He's your best player, in my opinion. I think he's your best player. Why wouldn't it run through him? So, again, can A.J. Lawson and Jermaine Kuznar and Justin Manaya outduel this outstanding pair of guards from Starkville? Another top storyline for me, is this going to be another defensive slugfest? Do we see more of a traditional, again, like I said, Frank Martin style of game? More like we saw on Wednesday, the 72-66 to 66 final versus the, the crazy 91-78 to 78 or the 109s to 86s. Or, it's been a weird year for South Carolina, especially defensively. And the Gamecocks have been scoring, too. But, damn it, they've been getting outscored. They have not been able to play a lick of defense until Wednesday and a couple of other times. But really, until Wednesday, that truly felt like the, the South kind of defense we all know and love under Frank Martin. Is this another defensive slugfest? Again, yeah, they're shooting 45 and 36 from the field and from three. 
again, holding their opponents to 40 and 33. I, I kind of feel like this game will have the feel of, again, that, that defensive slugfest, more of a traditional South Carolina basketball game. But I think we'll know early. We'll know early with the tempo of the game, the flow of the game, just the overall offensive output. Is this going to be one of those lower-scoring, tough, hard-fought games, or is it just going to be an offensive free-for-all? Another big storyline for me, guy, and this one, <laughs> this one, like I said, this one makes me laugh because every time he made a shot in the second half, the way that it happened, too, I was just laughing my ass off, to be totally honest. I was giddy. I, I was like, this is just, this is a joke. This cannot be real. And with that being said, storyline for me, what does Seventh Woods do for an encore? Again, a guy who had 12 second-half points against Florida. All 12 of his points came in the second half. And, guys, it wasn't like it was just layups and wide-open shots. I mean, he, these were ridiculously difficult shots, some of them. And, uh, again, a dude that just came out of nowhere. I mean, fans were, me included, fans were ready to boot this dude from the starting five forever. Now, hey, maybe we got something. And this team definitely looks different with seven wood, Seventh Woods playing that way. No doubt. So when we talk about the consistencies or the inconsistencies, what have you, with this entire basketball team, but what about Seventh Woods? Can Seventh Woods finally just, just cling to that momentum from that Florida game? And he had over double digits in the Vandy game, but it, it definitely means a lot more in, in a win. Can Seventh Woods cling to the momentum from that Florida game? And I'm not even saying have double digits again, but be serviceable for South Carolina at the point guard spot. Just be serviceable for the Gamecocks. Because call a spade a spade. Call it for what it is. He's been a major liability for this team. Been a major liability. And the Gamecocks looked completely different in the second half with him playing solid basketball. So again, what does Seventh Woods do for an encore tomorrow? And guys, my final storyline, and maybe just a, a word of, of uh, advice. My final storyline is this with this team, guys. If you're going to bet, bet with caution. <laughs> I, I can't stress it enough. Bet with caution. As someone who has picked every game wrong this year, if you have faded my picks, you are a rich man or woman. If you have faded my picks, you are rolling in cash. Because obviously, I can't pick for shit. I, I don't have any clue what's going on at all. And I think most of us don't. I think most of us are just flat out confused. But if you're going to bet, bet with caution. This team, is it Jekyll or is it Hyde? And, and, and you know what's crazy? Because again, we, that's, that's, a, that's a term used in sports, right? Like, oh, which team's going to show up tonight? But, like, I have never seen a season like the one we're seeing right now. Like, where it is, it is literally game to game with this team. Hey, same set of players. Same set of players. But some games, they're playing like the 97 Bulls. And some games, they're playing like the Monstars took all their talent. I mean, straight up. So, I, I mean, which team shows up, I have no idea. But if you're going to bet, and if you're going to bet my pick, God forbid, fade me. Because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, obviously. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, bet with caution. 
All right, let's move into Mississippi State players to watch for, guys. I mentioned a couple of them just earlier. DJ Stewart Jr., again, the guard, 17.1 points per game, leading their team in points. Another big guy for them, Iverson Molinar. Again, the, the pair of guards on the outside, going to be so key for guys like Lawson, Kustar, Maniah, for them to lock down. Molinar with 16.9 points per game. And then finally on the inside, Tolu Smith. 8.4 rebounds per game. He leads the team down there. A really, really big physical kid in the inside. Six foot 10, 245 redshirt sophomore out of Mississippi. Somebody that South Carolina, again, who's it going to be? Levesque, McCreary, whatever. I thought South Carolina really held their own down low. You're going to have to have that, that a similar type of performance in this one as well from your guys in the paint. All right, let's move into keys to the game. My first one is this. Have you noticed? that South Carolina, I feel like at least, is a much better basketball team. Is a much better basketball team when they are running up and down the floor. When they are being aggressive with the basketball. Not sitting back. Not When they're being aggressive. My first key to the game is this. Win in transition. There's going to be moments in this game where you can get transition points. You can, you can push the envelope a little bit. Put some pressure on Mississippi State. I think South Carolina needs to continue to do that. I think they need, they need to be aggressive, force the issue a little bit. Again, put the pressure on the Bulldogs to make the plays, to take the foul, to not take the foul. Win in transition. And don't give up transition points because we all know those can be flat-out demoralizing. Don't give them up. So that's my first key. My second key, hey, seventh heaven, baby. You need seventh woods, man. I, I You know, I... I really thought this South Carolina basketball team could win despite Seventh Woods or despite Seventh Woods not playing well. But you know what? This team needs him. This team flat out needs him. It was a different basketball team in the second half. And that's when you saw Seventh Woods really come on. I'm not saying, again, you need Seventh Woods to go for double digits. I'm not saying that. But you need the good version of Seventh Woods, not the five or six turnover version of seventh woods seventh heaven make it happen and my final key to the game again guys we've talked about the inconsistencies Jekyll or Hyde who's going to show up we have no idea but what I do know is this you have momentum right now you do even after just one win you have momentum you just got a top 25 win and like I said Let's not go into this game tomorrow with a built-in excuse. There is no excuse. If South Carolina goes out and loses by 30 to Mississippi State, guess what? They got their asses kicked. It has nothing to do with COVID. But right now, you have momentum. You went on the road and played the the best basketball you've played all season long. I I fully believe that. Again, when you factor in the opponent, the venue, the the turmoil the program it feels like is in, That was the best performance you've had of the season. Now you have some momentum. My final key to the game is just ride that momentum. Make friends with Uncle Mo. You know, when I played baseball, we used to say, hey, Uncle Mo's in our dugout today. Let's make friends with him. Embrace momentum. Embrace it. Ride the momentum. Play with confidence. Play with swagger. You're coming off a top 25 win. Have And you're at home. You're at home tomorrow. Embrace it. Ride the momentum. Ride that wave to back-to-back SEC victory. So, again, my three keys to the game, win in transition, seventh heaven, and ride momentum, which leads me to my prediction. And, boy, I know a lot of you are, 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 are perking up right now saying, Chris, don't you dare. Don't you dare 
pick South Carolina to win this basketball game. Don't you dare pick the Gamecocks to come back home and make it two in a row over a 10-9 and nine and 4-6 and six in the league Mississippi State team. Do you remember what I told you guys after the Wednesday show? Do you remember what I told you? If I ever pick South Carolina to win again, punch me in the face. Because every time I pick them to win, they lose. And every time I pick them to lose, they win. Well, guys, for that reason, but also there are basketball reasons why I am picking Mississippi State to win. Can can any can realistically, yes, what we la- hey, you're as good as your last game, but we last saw, we love. Great, awesome, great stuff. Is there anybody who can trust this basketball team to come out and play even remotely close to what we saw Wednesday? Is there anybody that can? I mean, we we just saw this movie. We we just and again, I know Florida's a lot better than Georgia. But we just saw this movie of the feel-good Wednesday win followed up by the head-scratching, disappointing Saturday loss. Like it, it, it's, We've seen this movie before, and the ship still sinks. So from the basketball side of things, I just simply don't trust South Carolina to come out and put two good performances together. I don't. I don't trust them. I think it's there. I think the potential... Obviously, the potential's there. Obviously, the talent's there. You don't beat a team like, like Florida by accident. You just don't. I mean, people can say Florida didn't show up. and then, No, no, you won. You, you went in and won the damn game. But South Carolina, at no point this season, has shown the ability to be able to put, to follow up a good performance with another good performance. They just haven't. Bottom line, they just haven't. And so I don't know why I should start believing right now they will. Also, of course, the other reason is that I told you guys I'm not picking South Carolina to win again. I'm just not doing it. Until one of these picks is right and I get this monkey off my back, I'm not doing it. I'm not wavering. So, again, you're returning home. You've got momentum. It's a huge opportunity. Could make it back-to-back SEC. When you beat Mississippi State, guys, and listen, I'm – I think anybody is trying to say, oh, we can make a run and go to the tournament. That, that's, you're setting yourself up for failure. That, that's, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But could you set yourself up? Could, could you win this game tomorrow and, and all of a sudden you're on the path to ha- at least having a respectable season? Which, again, guys, I told you, with all the Frank Martin chatter, I think that's all fans want. Hey, we understand you. You can really sell that whole, hey, oh, we had COVID feel bad for us thing if at least at the end of the season you start playing better basketball. You know, but you can't just be terrible the whole year. You, you just you can't be, you know, last couple games say, oh, well, COVID. I mean, no, bro, we, y- y'all had COVID two months ago. No. If, if that's the attitude, don't play. If that's the attitude, don't coach. But nobody's saying COVID because you beat Florida. No, you just went out and won. So, again, whatever happens tomorrow – is what happens. You're either going to go out and win and find a way to do it, or you're going to lose. No external forces, no external factors. But with that being said, again, I, I cannot trust South Carolina basketball to come out and defend their home floor and to take advantage of the opportunity and come out and play the type of basketball that we saw Wednesday. I, there's nothing that tells us that we should believe that South Carolina will follow up Wednesday's performance with another good Wednesday, or another good performance. And also, like I said, again, I'm, I'm just simply not, I'm not picking Carolina to win. I'm not doing it. So, again, I've got Mississippi State in this game. I think it is a close back-and-forth game, by the way. I think the Bulldogs outlast South Carolina 
just by a little bit. Mississippi State defensively will be too much. I've got the Bulldogs 74, South Carolina 66. Again, could South Carolina win this game? Absolutely. I'll be very intrigued to see today, by the way, what the line is going to be in this game. I'll be very intrigued to see what the line is. But again, right now, I, I just cannot trust South Carolina to put it together. So give me Bulldogs 74, South Carolina 66. And hopefully, just hopefully, my pick will be wrong yet again. <laughs> hopefully, I will be wrong yet again. That's all we can hope for. All right, let's move into the baseball side of things. We are exactly two weeks away from opening day, guys. It's crazy how it's crept up on us again. Uh, you know, after last season and getting cut short, and I will never take for granted having a single game, a single sporting event, really, but a single baseball game ever again. But right now here on February the 5th, 2021, we sit just 14 days away from opening day, from first pitch at Founders Park when the Gamecocks take on the Dayton Flyers in the first game of the 2021 baseball season. And today, I'm really excited. We're talking third baseman, the position unit preview for third base. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. The key losses from this group. So I've mentioned these names before because there really weren't these major key losses, if you will. I mean, Dallas Bieber is a guy that played some third for you. Bryant Bowen a little bit. Heck, even Noah Campbell played some third in the, in, in the scrimmages. Jeff Heinrich played some third. Um, he obviously he's not a loss he's back but really the losses I mean Beaver and Bowen if you want to say Noah Campbell but those are the guys that played at that position again you've got a lot of infielders that can play over there um, so if you want to list up Beaver and Bowen as key losses that's fine but let's talk about who is back because you're going to hear his name a lot and the guy that I'm going to be focused on throughout this entire rest of this show in regards to talking about the third baseman is Brennan Malone that is the big piece that is back for you and back for this Gamecocks lineup. The other guys, uh, Jeff Heinrich is a guy that I've been watching in you know, the scrimmages. Like I said, I, j- I just went to the scrimmage yesterday. Jeff Heinrich's been playing third as well. So he's there if, if Malone, if you want to sub out whatever late in the game or just give him a day off, Jeff Heinrich can play a really good third base. And I thought Jeff Heinrich did play a really good third base while Brennan Malone was hurt last season. Because if you guys remember, Brennan Malone did not start the season off healthy. He got hurt in a scrimmage, I believe, in like mid-January. Um, I forget exactly what the injury was, but was something nagging he couldn't go. So, again, and he actually played hurt. He came back early and played hurt. People don't know that. But, uh, no, I thought Jeff Heiner gave you a really solid third base, especially in the field, made some really nice plays. And then a guy like Jack Mahoney, who's a newcomer, I think could factor in. But, again, guys, this position centers around Brennan Malone, bottom line. And when we talk most approved and best overall, that's why I have Brennan Malone listed in both spots. Because, again, third base is Brendan Malone's. It's his to lose. It's his. And I'll start with why I put him most to prove as well, what I think Malone has to prove. Again, you take a look at the stats last year. Like I said, there's not a lot to dig in there. Played in five games, had 13 at-bats. Had a homer and two ribbies, if you do remember. And it sucks because it was right when COVID hit. I'll never forget the last game before COVID took away the rest of the season, that Tuesday game against the Citadel, and Brennan Malone went deep. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, we got a piece back. We've got a piece. We got our dude right here. I mean, Brennan Malone was probably going to be the three-hole hitter as a freshman, guys, as a freshman. I mean, I saw this kid in the fall of 19 in the Garnet and Black World Series. I literally saw this kid in four at-bats. 
he went three for four with three home runs. And his fourth at bat, he flew out on the track. Like, this kid has stupid pop. Stupid pop. Now, when I say most to prove, he does have a lot to prove. Because, again, he's one of the pieces on this Gamecocks baseball roster has never played an SEC game. And we all know the challenges of playing in the SEC. The jump, the adjustment. I mean, you hear all the former players I have on the show. Just listen to them. It is a major jump. Now, again, Brennan Malone's a guy that all through last summer, I mean, he's played at a high level. Definitely not trying to take that away. This is a kid that has played played amongst and against the best. But when you talk about this kid, again, fought some injury bug stuff last year. You know, struggled a little bit early, but again, I'm not going to hold that against him. He was hurt. First couple ABs of the season. I mean, guy had 13 at-bats. You can't judge a hitter off 13 at-bats. But certainly a piece that has a ton of upside. I mean, you read any preview right now. And again, you guys have probably heard me talk about him a lot, but if you read any baseball preview right now in South Carolina, Brennan Malone's name is brought up a ton because people are expecting a lot out of him. But again, never taken an at-bat in the SEC. Still a young player. Still coming into his own, still figuring out his swing, if you will. But with that being said, putting him in the most approved, I also list him as best overall. And there are a lot of reasons to do so. And there are a lot of reasons why South Carolina fans should be really excited for this kid. When I look at Brennan Malone at the plate, first things first, I love the approach. Love the approach. Very simple, simple swing, nothing crazy. There's no crazy mechanical things going on from people I've talked to within the program that are very close, very close to Brennan Malone. Um, He's worked with the same swing coach. I think he was about 10 years old or so. So he's got his swing figured out. This is somebody who is very well-tuned in his swing, right? And again, if you you guys don't realize that, I mean, hitters with their swings, it's a lot like a golfer. I mean, you've got to find the timing, the rhythm, the balance, you know, the vision, everything. You know, it, it, it all works together, right? It's an art. Baseball is an art. It's not a science. It's an art. But I love the approach. I also love the kid's moxie, to be honest with you. I, I love his moxie. You watch Brennan Malone. When I watched him in the scrimmages especially, because, again, that's when he was fully healthy. Again, we didn't get to see him last year, really, at, at, in any full capacity. But when I watched Brennan Malone, again, as a true freshman, this kid was taking at bats like he had been there four years like he was a senior you would have never been able to tell and the moxie honestly guys reminds me and I can't really pinpoint like directly correlate him to a specific player but Brennan Malone really reminds me of the great South Carolina power hitters in the past really does like I just I see he's got like that swagger the way he carries himself the way he steps in the box, the way he adjusts his gloves, the way he digs in, all of it. I know that might sound crazy to some of you and like the nitpick, but that's a big part of the game. The confidence, the mental, that's almost more important than the physical, having that between the ears. So I like what I see there as well. And then overall, I mean, you just talk about the talent. Dude is just a true natural hitter. Just a true natural hitter. Tons of pop. Tons of pop, but I don't think he's a big swing and miss guy. There's still some swing and miss there. I've seen him in a couple of scrimmages this spring, and again, he played well, but there's there's still some swing and miss there. 
But you're going to have that a little bit. When you have the power numbers he's going to have, you're going to have that a little bit. But just a, a true pure hitter, a natural. Like when you look up the phrase, the term hitter, Brendan Malone's picture is going to show up. Like he's a hitter. That's what he does. Also, I do want to mention, good glove in the field. Solid glove in the field. But this dude is going to make his name with his bat. There's no question. And again, you started to see that when he got back in the lineup for South Carolina last year. Again, that home run against Citadel. I know it was, you know, some of you are saying, oh, it's Citadel. doesn't matter. Citadel has good arms. But just to see him get in the groove, get his timing down. And Mark Kingston even mentioned it last year. That, hey, and he mentioned it this spring in his uh, media availability. He felt like a guy like Brendan Malone, them not having him in there cost them three or four wins. I mean, that's how valuable this dude is. That, that's how good this guy is. And again, I really think he's in line to be one of the next great Gamecock power hitters and, and hitters overall. I mean, I'm talking about a guy, guys, I, I think without, without question is an all-conference guy. I think he could be an All-American. I, I really do. Like, I think he's that good. Now, again... Does he have a lot to prove? Never played an SEC game? Absolutely he does. But the talent is there. The upside is there. I mean, this is a guy who has it. He has it. He has it. He has it accompanied with a ton of God-given ability, great work ethic, a great support system, and he's been able to put it all together. And again, I, I think the sky is the limit for a Brennan Malone. And I think he's somebody that, again, there, there might be a lot of South Carolina fans, especially those who are not very well-versed with baseball or don't keep up with it religiously, like I'm sure many of you do. That's going to be a name that I, I think come midseason, <laughs> people are going to know who Brennan Malone is. They're, they're going to know. There, there will be no secrets anymore about Brendan Malone. I mean, we're talking about a guy, again, guys, I expect him probably to hit in the three-hole. Three-hole, maybe worse, five-hole, somewhere. He's, he's, he's in that, that category, though. And I think you're going to see Brendan Malone and Wes Clark probably battling for the home run leader on this baseball team. Let's move into season will be successful. Because, again, like I said, it all focuses around Brendan. And maybe these are some lofty expectations, but this is the type of hitter I think he can be, and I think that he is. For me, the season will be successful if, and really I should say the season will be successful for Brandon Malone if, 300-plus average, 10-plus home runs, and 35-plus RBIs. Again, this is a dude that needs to contribute for you. This is a big stick. It's a big stick in your lineup. You know, and I think he's more than capable of all the numbers I mentioned, if not better. Like double digit homers, pff, that's a given, dude. That, that, that's, he should shatter double digit home run, should shatter it. No question. He has that type of pop. 35 plus ribbies should shatter it. <laughs> as long as his teammates are getting on in front of him, he should shatter that number. And then a 300 plus average, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's that hard to achieve for a guy like that. So, again, 300-plus, 10-plus homers, 35-plus RBIs, I think more than doable. And I'm not trying to put any unfair expectations on the kid. But, again, I only say those numbers because I think for, for Brendan Malone, he'd probably laugh if he heard that. He'd probably laugh if he, if he heard that. Like, pfft, dude, that's cake. I'll have 10-plus by SEC. So, 
Overall grade for the third baseman. Again, like I said, the position focuses on Brendan Malone. But I do want to mention, you've got Jeff Heinrich there as a backup, who I think is a very good backup. Again, played a, a very good third base for you last year when Brennan went down with injury. But the overall grade for me, I'm going to give an A- minus to the third baseman. Again, the upside's there. The potential's there. The talent is there. The makeup is there. The biggest knock, don't have SEC innings. And again, that's, that's a lot of this team. Just simply don't have SEC innings. But if you can play, you can play. You know, like I, I, I understand it is a major jump from, you know, non-conference ball to even playing Clemson to the SEC. We all know that. But in baseball, evaluating baseball is a little different than evaluating football or even basketball. It's like, dude, in baseball, you can see, like I said with pitchers before, you can see stuff, you know. You can see stuff. With a hitter, you can see if it's there or not. You, you just flat out can. You can see when a guy's got it, when a guy don't. And a guy like Brendan Malone, he's got it, like I said before. I'm expecting big things out of this kid, expecting very big things. Um, again, like I said, from, from sources close to the situation, close to Brendan Malone that, that know about this kid, been putting in the work in the offseason. He's fully 110% healthy. Again, I fully expect him to be either in the three or the five hole, probably the three hole for South Carolina. Again, there, there's a couple of different guys there you can kind of mix and match and, and jumble around. But overall, no matter what, no matter where he sits in the lineup, this dude is going to be a big-time contributor for South Carolina. And this, to me, I think is the next great – one of the next great power bats. Because I know I said this, this same thing about Wes Clark, I guess. But you got a couple of dudes like that in your lineup. Oh, what a luxury. I think Brennan Malone has the potential to be one of the better offensive sticks in this league. And uh, I'm, I'm just – I'm really just excited to watch this kid – grow and mature and put on a flat out show for us all because I think that's what's going to happen so again overall grade an A minus for the third baseman that's going to put a pin in the third baseman we will talk catchers and outfielders next week which will actually wrap up the position unit previews for baseball guys which means the following week we'll be breaking down the season as a whole and getting into opening weekend what a time to be alive we love it we love it. All right, let's move into some news and notes, and we'll wrap this thing up, guys. Uh, real quick, USC Wofford and football announcing they will play in 2024 and 2026. And everyone who hates seeing South going to play option teams is miserable now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, nah, South going to Wofford set 2024, 2026, both obviously in Williams-Brice. I think a great matchup. Love seeing the in-state, uh, the, the, the interstate matchups, if you will. Also, Gamecocks baseball finding themselves in another preseason poll this time the usa today coaches poll gamecocks are ranked 20th so again you love the preseason hype you love the preseason attention now the question is what do you do with it hey like i said we'll find out in two weeks so again guys hope you all have a fantastic friday fantastic weekend as well hey again thank you so much for tuning in to everybody that takes time to consume the content share the content show love the content thank you guys so much you guys are what make this show what it is and what make the brand what it is and make the business what it is. So, again, thank you all. This has been a lot of fun. Been a great week. You guys stay tuned for all the content, of course. And with that being said, like I said, guys, have a great weekend. Go Cox. Beat Mississippi State. And we'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks so much.